Welcome to Sinner's Tiny Takes, another Catholic boys podcast of which we are the tiniest. I am Eddie. I'm Alec. I'm Cody. (laughs) (laughs) We almost made it. It's fine. Um, So (laughs) we we had this idea to do episodes of like little 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 topics um that were you know when we don't have a full topic because we're running out of those um <laughs> there's only so many things we were educated on or at least comfortable enough to talk about but and we were thinking calling it like sinner's takes but we thought that was a little too subtle so we came up with sinner's tiny takes <laughs> but it just sounds funny when you say it out loud <laughs> And then Cody thought of the uh, the Catholic Boys podcast. Um, so we have a couple of topics here, but Cody was late, and so um, we're not going to say what they are until later on. He's just going to kind of have to hear them as they go. He caught us uh, listening to the Frozen 2 soundtrack as he walked into the recording studio. Uh, so he knows we're talking about Frozen 2, but the other two that we're going to be talking about, he doesn't know, and I'm going to leave it as a surprise. You can check the... The title will be in there. <laughs> I'll put timestamps for each one. <laughs> yeah. First one, though, is a little topic that I like to call, You Deserve Better Than Frozen 2. Yeah, I, I do think you deserve better than Frozen 2. Me? Everybody. The whole world. <laughs> Mostly, like, the fan base, even the youngest children, because deserves better. And... I think the problem is, and I've talked to a lot of people about this, right? Because it's doing pretty well. I mean, definitely financially doing well. $127 million opening weekend. Yeah, that's a lot of dollars. Yeah, That's $127 million four-piece chicken McNuggets. That's the only way I can quantify it in my head. So it's doing very well for itself, right? And it's got a pretty high audience score, right? Critic scores are always weird on Rotten Tomatoes. They give bad movies good scores, good movies bad scores. But the audience score is very high. And I just, anybody who I've talked to has, why do you like this movie? they've never been able to give me a solid reason, right? There is there is a laundry list of a dozen plus things that this story did not make sense, really at all, and they have no real response to them. And I, I think, why, why are people going to the grave defending this when it's their job to make a good movie? Well, a solid reason that's changed your mind, right? Because the people that see it and like it, like it because probably because of the way like the experience they had while they were there right so there was something about watching the movie that kind of captivated them and they don't really they can't really explain it but they liked it without reason so it's more of just like an affection sort of thing so I'm not trying to hurt any feelings or tell you that you're stupid for liking this movie because if you liked it you liked it right but i guess why we think you deserve better is for the reasons that we will give. I also want to make a distinction between liking it and it being good. I don't have that much of a problem with people liking it. I have a problem with people saying it's good because as a story, it doesn't make sense. It's just not well written in that causes and effects don't really exist, don't really make sense or connect in the way that actual life or good storytelling does. Yeah, and I think this is a, this is a staple of consumerism, right? I mean, pe- the people have been telling stories since the dawn of man right and it's it's an art form it's 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 important i don't i'm it's coming across probably so snobby right um and uh, all of us yeah (laughs) all of us sitting up here on our high frozen water horses um (laughs) nice and uh side note spoilers spoiler alert big time (laughs) so if you haven't watched frozen 2 don't and then listen to this podcast to to know why (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, go to the show notes. You can go to the next topic if you do, if you haven't watched Frozen Two yet. Uh, if you're not one of part of the 127 million dollars, <laughs> and stories like like I said, storytelling is an art. If to blatantly go against it for the sake of making money and to not hold people accountable for this, right? Because people were paid a lot of money for this, and this stuff never would have doesn't fly right back throughout all of history like like stories have to be good they have to tell a story that makes sense that is gripping that doesn't just rely on this character's funny this character's cute um because this and this is what always happens whenever you try to approach somebody with this kind of line of thought they they always they try to defend their point for a little bit and then they call you stubborn and they say well and then they say it entertained me and i just i think we i think we should demand better from and i think from the people the creators movies because the stories get worse right the the bar gets lowered and they they have no reason not to right their objective or at least one of them is to make money so if they're going to make money and they can put in less effort to do so why wouldn't they put out a worse story that they can put out quicker put less effort into cost them less and then make that much money so if we're not holding the standard it's only going to keep getting worse until they figure out where we will no longer tolerate it. And I think that number changes for a lot of people. Eventually, you'll see a movie. You, you might be fine with Frozen 2, but maybe Frozen 3 gets so much worse that you say, no, this is where I say no. And I think like what the stakes are right, is, is not just that movies are going to keep getting worse, but there should be something in the story that draws coming away from having heard the story you can take with you and it, it, it not not just like a like a fable or like a like some what's the moral what's of that, the story? What's that word called? Uh, what's oh a theme? <laughs> <laughs> um, You're gonna say the point, <laughs> but something that like genuinely moves you to I I don't know how to describe it, but I guess like the the best example would be. If you, you say know, Rogue One right now, I'm going to punch you in the face. No, no, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why? No, I love Rogue One, but it's just he talks about Rogue One all the time. Yeah. I felt it coming. I wasn't going to say Rogue One. I was going to say like the Chronicles of Narnia. Okay, or that's fine. I, Rogue oh, so you One. Could, you could talk about Rogue or, One too. That's <laughs> fine. You or, cut all that out. But anyway, continue. What, if you, This is like what? No, it, the reason that there's there are stakes to this is because, you know, the, the whole point of storytelling was, I, well, not just for entertainment, but also to you know, move people to a point of, well, I, at least I think, right, the highest form of the art would be moving people to virtue or moving people to like wanting something more out of life, like to spark desire or inflame, inflame passion or, or whatever it is. To go after the, the transcendentals, right? Truth, beauty, and goodness that is found in God. That yeah. story art is meant to be a conduit for that, not a conduit for Olaf. Just like, just like any art. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> you deserve an encounter with some, if you're paying money, you deserve an encounter with something higher, even even if it's something small. And there, to the paying money thing, you're giving them, let's say, ten bucks for a movie ticket and two hours of your time at minimum wage. That means you're that's thirty two dollars opportunity cost of your life, and you're just saying like, yeah, whatever, as long as as long as I don't have to think for a couple hours, it's fine. And it looks good, and the songs are catchy or whatever, which. Uh, I think Alec finds merit in the soundtrack. Uh, I think it sounds nice. I think, but if you go by line by line of a lot of the songs, definitely not good. To yeah, it doesn't. Those. But I mean, up. and it does look beautiful. Like that's one thing that people do say is a throwaway and does get lost. But look at how far we could say the same thing about the VFX artists, right? The, they have gotten 
tremendously better. Think about how good Toy Story 4 looked compared to Toy Story 1. If we were just fine with the way that Toy Story 1 looked, and I get that at the time that was a huge innovation, but looking at the delta of where they are, if we were just fine with how Toy Story 1 looked, we never would have gotten to see Toy Story 4 and Frozen 2 visually. So they have progressed, but I don't think that the storytelling has. Yeah, and because you, you wouldn't hold that same standard for anything else. If any of you are follow, follow a sports team, you would not be okay with your sports team falling into mediocrity because they know you're gonna get, they're going to get your money anyways. Right, you're going to be very nitpicky of that. You're going to demand that your sports team gets better. You would never hold that same standard again. Yeah, with with art, right? Because because it's not even that. If what if Toy Story one, Toy Story four looked like Toy Story one is what if Toy Story four looked worse than Toy Story one, just because they know you were going to buy a ticket, or like for those of you guys who like video games, like what if the second this how how bad how upset were people when when a video game sequel doesn't meet their expectations? You like I said, you just you deserve better as a, as an audience and. Maybe we should briefly, now that we have successfully said that we don't like it, maybe just briefly explain, explain our, our reason I why. Will, I, I compiled a couple of the things. I'm going to mm. read them through. Uh, then we'll touch on, I think we had one or two good things that we liked. And then if you want to expand on any of them. Yeah. Right out there, just real quick. I think biggest problems with the movie is the story didn't make sense. And everything about, the one, the, two, there was no consequences. And three, um, which we'll explain each one of those. And three that it's just everything is unearned right we're, we're we're supposed to care about these things but everything's just kind of shoehorned in there like right from the get-go with the plot it's just like oh and they learned about this when they were kids even though they didn't it was never relevant in the actual story and clearly but like oh this is here this has always been here and we're supposed to understand and we're not supposed to ask questions about it but what what are what do you so got these were some of the immediate texts that were sent between Alec and I, well, what was the original? I was like, I was like, because I thought he was seeing it the same night as me, and he ended up seeing the next day. And I texted him, and I was like, "Did you see Frozen Two? Cold garbage, Frozen and garbage." Then, and then he said, "Frozen Two, more like Frozen Two, thumbs down." <laughs> <laughs> um, so some of the things, no consequences. Olaf is dead. No, he's not. Elsa's dead. No, she's not. Arendelle needs to be destroyed. No, it doesn't. Why does ice unite the four elements? That doesn't make sense. Ice it's is water, basically right? Basically, just water. <laughs> like, imagine watching Avatar: The Last Airbender and Katara can't use ice. <laughs> like, just, she's just a waterbender, not ice. Bender. It doesn't make sense why. Kristoff uh, doesn't participate in the movie. They just write him off as like a joke. Oh, he can't propose. Ha ha ha! And then they shoehorn the proposal in at the end because everything else gets resolved. Why not resolve that? And his song. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was literally the weakest part of the whole movie. It was such a disappointment. Like the ah man, there's so much potential for like anything else than what <laughs> what happened. And also his song, it was about I I'm not sure if we're drifting apart. Good and then good, good it's message. a good idea, but then it never gets addressed. And it's they not make it something a joke. that they make the actual song into a joke. The video is just a joke, but the. That idea is not something because the response that I got from people who liked it was, well, he decided that he no, he loves her anyways. And I said, he's struggling with, are they drifting apart? That's not something he can decide. She might be drifting. Mm -hmm. That's not something that he can just pick on his own and it never gets addressed. Uh, the dam was supposed to be damaging the forest, but the forest looks fine and it's supporting life in it the whole time. And then the people, even at the end when they get freed, they end up going back to live in the forest anyways. Anna 
kind of sucks. She ignores Kristoff like the whole time. She's chasing after Elsa, who doesn't want her to, who, because by the way, is the queen and can order her to do anything and she also, wants. It's just genuinely not safe. It's like completely, it, there is no logical reason for her to be with her. Yeah. Um, and they were just supposed to accept because, oh, they did it. They did it together in the first one. No, that's not a good enough reason. Like, again, this is the whole nothing is organic, right? It was like, yeah. <laughs> if any of you guys have ever watched, shout out to uh, Screen Rant's pitch meetings. Oh, yeah. Right there. If you, I'll put if, the link up, in. Yeah, look, look up Screen Rant pitch meeting Frozen 2. They're pretty funny, but <laughs> there's just like, it's like, and what is he like? And Anna and Kristoff and Olaf and, and Sven all have to go with Elsa. And he's like, oh, why? And he's like, because they were in the first movie. Oh, right. They were in the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like in the story, why do they have to go with them? Well, you see, they were in the first movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> More things. How are they the bridge and why? Water has memory. Just plot device so that water can do whatever they need it to. Why does Elsa freeze when she goes into the cave? Especially when the song says that she's going to drown. Be drowned. She's going to be drowned. Doesn't make sense. Uh, Olaf's song never gets addressed his whole song was this will all make sense when i'm older never touch that theme at all except also for that like one song. very clearly he doesn't age so maybe that's the joke maybe that's the joke but it just it just i think olaf just needed a song yeah and they gave him that so that was the short list of the things that we texted immediately after seeing it a lot of those can be expanded upon a lot of those have like halfway kind of explanations but when you have like a dozen things at least that are immediate complaints that none of them can be fully explained let alone all of them even if i granted every explanation for these that's still not a good story let alone a story that should be breaking records for how many people are paying to see it what about the interstellar-esque ending where she or not even ending where she walks into the ice cave and sees herself throughout time, and it turns out that the voice that was calling her was her own. Is that who the voice was? No, it was yeah, her not, mom, I thought. No, 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 no. They explain it, that it's her. Oh, really? It It's literally Elsa calling oh, to herself. that is right, yeah. It is Elsa calling to herself. It's not some, like, which which destroys what I liked about it, which was, you know, the unknown. whole the, the whole into the unknown, you know, like kind of like the call of the Holy Spirit or the call of the call to holiness or the call to virtue, right? The call to come out of oneself and embark on like the adventure of holiness or discipleship, you know, the analogy that could be drawn there, but then it can't be drawn because it's not some higher power or some, something that's actually calling her into a more full life. It's literally just herself calling her away from living where she is currently. That's like, we don't really know anything (sighs) about what is above. Like we don't know who or what grants the ice powers were the spirits created did the spirits give her the ice powers like we don't get any knowledge of what the magic is and also what needs to be bridged because the spirits are mad because of the dam and when the dam breaks the spirits are no longer mad so what is she, what is her purpose right? and when you think the about one, it the dam kind of is a bridge to yeah. both sides of the river <laughs> and also <laughs> at the very end where, where she's like oh my gosh you're the bridge and Anna's like there's two sides and then Elsa's like Anna there's two sides of a bridge so me and you are both bridges both part of the bridge and I'm like well if one of you is one side of the bridge and the other one of you is the other side of the bridge you're just connecting yourself you're not connecting this <laughs> so the they're connecting the spirits together. to the people is the idea yeah but then this her saying that there's two sides of the bridge they should be the same side of the bridge then and the people are the other side of the bridge 
It doesn't make sense. The only two sides of the bridge is I'm connecting the right side and the left side, not so. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, this that's I mean, not we're getting a little nitpicky here, but it's just it's just, I'm just I get so frustrated, man. And I this is all like like the podcast is my own little way to to get my my emotions out and my soapbox. <laughs> but like I get so frustrated when because uh, you know I, I I talk to some of my students about it. I talk to people about it, and they just they just say, "Oh, you're just stubborn." What I just give me because it's reason. a bigger theme yeah. where it's people not having a reason for liking something. Yeah, and I if or l- let alone saying it's good, right? Because people will say, "Well, I just liked it," and I kind of let them off the hook at that point because you can like what you like, but no one gives a reason why it's good. And if you're not evaluating it, that feels like you're not participating in your end of the transaction, right? As the audience, if you're not participating in getting anything from it you're not doing your job which is weird to think of taking in a story as doing your job but i think there is a relationship between the creator and the audience and we have to uphold our end i mean of course people always say well you bought tickets to it for it too so you're feeding the beast and yeah that's fine but Technically, I have AMC Movie Pass, so I get three free movies a week. So my money is already going to the movie theater. So technically, I did not. But you guys, you you scrubs. I'm, dude. I'm I'm taking the utilitarian stance of if I can buy one ticket and stop at least two people from seeing it, I have done my job. That's true. I did. I probably stopped a lot of my students in class because <laughs> a lot of them hadn't seen. It, and I was like, "Don't go see it." And they're like, "All right, I won't." So <laughs> which also job is, done. is a problem that they're not asking why not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, and I just I don't want to be super annoying about it. And if, but whatever, it's not that it's not that big of a deal. But uh, yeah, I just think you deserve better than Frozen Two. I <laughs> I don't know. You and I had already talked about this a little bit. I'm reading this book. He pointed um, to Eddie. I pointed to Eddie. I didn't talk about this with Alec, so I'll look Alec in the eyes while I say this. Alec, I'm reading through a book. Uh, it's called A Severe Mercy, and it's a very beautiful book. And it's about two people who fall in love with each other, right? And how they're going to strengthen that love. And it has taught me some lessons about love, which I had not known previously. And one of the things is they said that they think Would that the heart... Would you say that it has taken you into the unknown? The heart, <laughs> no. The heart, the heart of what they think that the heart of love is or like being in love is sharing. So they make a commitment to each other to share everything. So if one person likes something, the other person has to find something in it that he or she likes so that a bond can be another bond can be formed between them right because everything that they share is another bond that's formed between them so so like if he likes football and she likes sewing they can share in the jerseys no no he just has to find something about sewing that he likes like or he i was saying for her to like football no, no, no 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 she has to watch football and find something about football that she enjoys so that when they watch football together, they can both be excited about it, right? Okay. Or when she's sewing, he has to learn like how to sew a little bit so that they can share in that together, okay. right? Or in, in the book, he has his pilot's license. So out of, out of like the principle of sharing, she will either fly with him or is going to learn how to fly so that they can fly together, right? So it's, pretty, it's a pretty cool thing. But out of this, trying to apply it to friendships that i have or just like love in general i'm trying to to find more things in things that i don't like that i do like so that it's not divisive 
right? So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you loved this movie, the thing that I share with you in love of this movie is I did think that the artwork was really good. We've already touched on that. Uh, and I really, I did like, as I had said earlier, the, the into the unknown, kind of like the call into holiness or the call into discipleship or just for her, like the call into a more full life the call into more freedom or into a state of belonging. I thought that that was really beautiful and really profound. I wish that it hadn't come from her own voice because it, 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 because in life it doesn't come from us. Like we might have the desire, but the call, like where the desire comes from is not from us specifically. So, so those are the things that I appreciated about it. And I thought that we're done well. That's a cool idea in the spirit of that, which I don't think we touched on it. I think that do the next right thing is a good idea. People who have analysis paralysis or high in anxiety, it's a good thought to keep in mind. I just need to take one step. I just need to do whatever right in front of me is the best thing I can do. I don't need to worry about solving the whole thing, eating the whole elephant. I just need to worry about taking this bite. I think that that was a very good theme and they used it. So that was the best part of the movie for me. And then I will begrudgingly say <laughs> that my spouse in the future will hate Frozen 2. <laughs> so it won't even come up. <laughs> uh, no, but I like, I, and maybe part of the reason why I'm able to be so aggressive about it is because I can compartmentalize this movie, like things like this a lot better where they'll say like, well, because they'll say like, well, you didn't think the lizard was cute? I was like, yeah, the lizard was super cute. So cute. Right? Like, and I can get behind that. I'm not gonna, that doesn't make it a good movie, right? Because that doesn't contribute to the storytelling of it. It that is just a cheap shot to sell toys. But like, yeah, it was really cute. And I think Olaf is funny. There were times in the movie where I gave out like a hearty belly laugh. And but again, that is not enough to make it a good movie, in my opinion. So yeah, but like, I I could, like I said, there's plenty of good stuff, and I agree with the sentiments that both that the other two sinners have. My name said. is Alec. What was that? <laughs> um, so yeah. At risk of talking for too long about something that people don't really care about. Uh, at fault of talking too long. At fault, because it, <laughs> it already has happened. Um, and people are probably no longer listening. But next topic, uh, we could do this one. This is pretty good. Is it ever okay to play drinking games? Changing gears a little bit. Yeah. This is why they're called Sinner's Tiny Takes, because <laughs> this is different. Completely different to <laughs> Uh, is it ever okay to play drinking games? Thoughts? This is interesting because Alec obviously, do, not obviously, Alec uh, doesn't drink at all. And I drink all the time. So <laughs> and, I, and I'm a little bit in the middle. And you know? I drink all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my first, I want it to be no. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say no and see if I can defend it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I can. I, f- I feel like I'm, it's going to end up being a yes, but it's going to be such a qualified and hedged yes that it's gonna be a it'll fall under the man, and no one's gonna <laughs> man should go where he's not tempted and just say no to it. But is it possible in theory? I say no, but it's probably yes. Well, I don't know if it is yes. I'm coming into this cold. I'm just trying to think <laughs> like of I said, my thoughts. I did not know about currently. them earlier. <laughs> I guess... Do you my, want us to come my, back to you? Um... No, I want to try and figure this out. My initial, I'll just say my initial reaction. Take it up, guys. He takes a really long time to think about this. After stuff. you guys, I'll, I'll give my initial reaction. After you guys have said something, I'll say what I think about what you thought. So my initial reaction is it seems to be the case that there would be times where it would be appropriate 
right? But with what intention is it being done? Because it's possible to play drinking games with such a, a, a moderate amount of alcohol, I think, or at least I, I have witnessed right it being done. It is possible to, to play drinking games with a moderate amount of alcohol such that even if you were slammed every single time and had to drink every single time, whatever the game was, right? You don't get to the point of inebriation, but rather to the point of just like merriment. Exactly. Right. And this is honestly, we should probably do a a complete episode on alcohol at some point. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I don't, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no, never. It doesn't seem, doesn't seem right to me, but I am going to say in today's society, the way that they are played, definitely no, but that is not a no, never, because I think pretty much what what Cody had said is there is there is ways to do these things, and I do think intention has a lot to do with it. Because if at any point, right now we're kind of diving into it, but if at any point I think if you are drinking with intent, or at explicit intent to get drunk, or implicit intent to get drunk, where like you're saying like I'm probably gonna get drunk doing this, but I'm it's okay I'm gonna do it anyways. That's the same thing, right? Because you're, you're not, allowing it to happen. Yeah, because you could say because someone could come back and say, "Well, I'm not playing the drinking game to get drunk. I'm playing it to play the game." Knowing though that you are going to get drunk from it, uh, that's never okay. My question right? would be just in terms of the design of the games: if the drinking isn't integral to the playing of the game, then you would never have to play the game with anything but water. If the drinking is integral to the playing of the game. You cannot play that much of the game and still be safe as in retaining your mental faculties. Hmm. So feels like they're just poorly designed games because you either can't play it very much or it's boring. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think some of the games are... Well... <laughs> Yeah, I've played drinking games. Um, I think some <laughs> of the games... It. Get them, boys. I think some of the games... <laughs> are fun enough by themselves where I would play it just to play it. I mean, I like game. I'll pretty much play anything. I love games. I just like to have fun. Right. But some of the games are like so much fun just by themselves that I think there is merit in just playing the game itself. I think there's also merit in kind of like they aren't on your phone. They're not on a screen. They're like games that people are playing in a communal setting around a table. Right all playing together and having a good time doing it. So I think there's merit there in that as well. And for that reason, I don't think that it has to be your intention to get drunk, to play these games and have them be fun or to do it with such a small amount of alcohol that even if you lose, you lose every single time, I mean, obviously at some point you have to know when to quit, right? But even if you were to lose every single time, I think there's an amount of alcohol that you could play with um, or a type of alcohol, that, uh, like White Claw. Oh, my you gosh. Could play you get me started on White Claw. <laughs> and, that, that it's not going to be very dangerous to play. So the games weren't designed oh, they were. to make you drink. They were games, and they said, whoa, we could add alcohol to this. No, I, I don't think so. I think the games are always designed to drink but that doesn't mean that they're not fun and necessarily need to be like i think that and that's 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 the problem right is if if this is just a conduit to drink alcohol or to get you to drink alcohol or what whatever it is 
because we can't i think the the main problem is is our world likes being drunk and doesn't like drinking so they like find ways that they can get drunk really fast so and not have to think about it because most people don't like the taste of alcohol and yeah but i i think right and i think cody brings up a good point that there that there there can be merit to these things if you know there can be merit to these things if you approach them with the right mindset because yeah they, they there is a camaraderie aspect right and this is this is the whole point of drinking that catholic theologians have always ta- always talked about is that it's about drinking to the point of merriment and again there's a whole bunch of things that we're touching on briefly here that i think we'll probably should do a whole episode on drinking in general but that in the sense that in the sense that it brings community together to play a game and you guys are not compromising your faculties your intellect and your free will yeah there's i think that there's merit to it i think it's probably better than some sort of alternative yeah you know because if you're with people who you get along with and it's not you know the conversation is uplifting it's not super tra- the problem is it's so hard to to uh, to unassociate the good from the bad right because you think of the culture of it and you think of parties that are where very inappropriate behavior goes on and uh people who are usually oftentimes not the most holy or clothed. chaste or whatever it might be or clothed <laughs> <laughs> um but you know uh like for example yeah the, the classic one right beer pong but I, I enjoy playing the game of like cup pong just in general, like playing with water or whatever. I find a lot of enjoyment out of that game with or without. And like, so I think, you know, it's almost like instead of drinking games, like playing these games while drinking is fine. And I know, I understand that there are a lot of games that do require an element of drinking, but I think like Cody had said, as long as you are using it to an extent that you are not going past the point of merriment and into the point of drunkenness, yeah, probably better than playing video games or whatever. Who knows? So this is great because my prediction at the beginning either meant that I was right or that I predicted correctly. So gr- works out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm I'm fine with that. I understand what you mean. Gets people off their phones, building camaraderie. So I'm cool to say there's probably a way to do it. I still don't like it, but yeah. that's fine. So And that's about all we can say without getting more into alcohol. Yeah. So... Uh, so one more topic here. This is an interesting one. We've kind of it's like been on the docket to kind of do. We never really knew a place. It was definitely never going to be long enough for a full episode. So this is probably perfect, and it's probably a lot of people really don't have an opinion on it. But um, here at Sinners Take, we take everything we very have seriously. An opinion on everything. We have a, even when people don't want us to. We have an opinion on it, <laughs> especially when people don't <laughs> want us to. Um, and this is the the what, Cody. You have any guesses? What do you what do you think it's going to be about? Did Mary die? No, no, that's a that's a good one. That's a good one. That's that's a hot debate. Uh, no, this is uh, worse. So than close. That. Uh, esports. <laughs> Dang it! That's my second guess. What about them? What are they? That's good. Um, no, are they good? Are they bad? Like this whole because right. So CIF, which is for those of you guys who are not from Southern California, is are the term for the local high school sports organization. Actually, it's California, not local. Sorry. It's all of California, right? Stands for California Inner whatever Federation of Athletes. <laughs> uh, stands for something that has the word California. I think in it's it. interscholastic. Interscholastic. Nope, that's as far as it goes. That's as far as it goes. They're 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 incorporating esports is becoming a CIF sport. So, uh, and I imagine many other states. They're both looking it up on their phones right here. I'd rather be playing a drinking game right now <laughs> than having <laughs> than having you guys be on your phones. I'm so close. What is it? 
California and Scholastic. Don't say so close. You took the word that I got and thought of one of them. No, I knew it was California. Give Did you? Because I said it. What is it? How hard could it be to it, find? It keeps it's, saying it's CIF. Hard. All it says is CIF. Oh, says uh, C- this says <laughs> costs, insurance, and freight no, on Investopedia. <laughs> That's it. Correct. That cannot be it. About us. I went to the About Us. It's not there. It's not there. I mean, it's there. Keep looking. It's not there. California Interscholastic Federation. That's what I said. <laughs> kind of. You said California. I, I said inter. I said interscholastic. No, but I That's said before Wikipedia you said intergalactic. Intergalactic. I said intergalactic. <laughs> um, anyway, so esports, right? It's coming. It's coming down the pipe. It already is here. Really, I mean, we got. I mean, I went to UC Irvine where they have esports teams and an esports department where you can like major in game design or things like that as well. They have professional leagues for for these now, where people are making lots of money. I mean, and there's really not anything new. At least some of them, right? I mean, what's the game? Uh, League of Legends. They've been having tournaments where the cash prize has been a million dollars for a long time. So, uh, it's here, and it's a thing that is, that is going on. So the question is, is 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 it a good thing? Right? Is is esports a good thing? I have a bit of a canned response to this that I'll present. The good, which kind of le- leads into the bad, and then you guys can jump in. So, did you bring a can opener? Nice. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> no, it's. <laughs> this is a soda can. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> or a tennis ball can. Ah, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I see. So, sport, esports share a lot of the same benefits that sports share. The idea of strategy the idea of team building in a lot of sports. There are a lot of aspects of being a part of a team that exists more in esports than some traditional sports. Skill in general, hand-eye coordination, um, um, fast thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There are the idea of competition in general and all the things that come with that, learning how to win, learning how to lose, learning how to not give up on things, learning when to change, making concessions like that. There are a lot of things in it there. Those are kind of the big hitters of positives. And I think where you run into trouble with esports versus traditional sports is that traditional sports have a lower physical limit. You can only play tackle football for so many hours before your body gives up. You can sit at a computer for a lot longer before your body gives up. And they're a little more surreptitious. I mean, the uh, negative effects, it's not that you're in one discrete instance getting hit and then the damage is coming. The damage is gradual with a lot of the esports issues. And then not to mention that physical exercise helps so that traditional sports it's a healthy thing to run to jump to sweat and esports doesn't have that so those are kind of the bullet points wherever you guys want to jump in i mean yeah i think i think right away i want to i want to do away with for the point of looking at esports which i mean maybe you could you could probably reasonably say we, we shouldn't do away with it but like looking at the times where it's done poorly or the people who play video games to a vice I don't think that that's a fair that doesn't speak specifically towards esports necessarily, right? Is there I'm talking about is there a way to do esports well more so than there's a lot of ways that it can be done poorly, right? Okay. Kids can play too many video games, 
But I think to kind of build off what Alec was saying is, and I remember having a conversation with somebody about it where they were just like, you know, like, oh my gosh, what does the world come to? And I was like, yeah, well, like, if kids are going to be playing video games all day, right, it's the reality that they're going to be doing. It's probably better for them to play in a team environment where they can learn those skills, where they can. And the fact of the matter is, is like, there's just some kids who aren't athletic, right? Then the whole like, well, you just got to keep trying to find something you're good at. No, like there's just people who aren't good at sports and they never get to learn those skills and they never get to be a part of a team. And, you know, they can never make a career out of it because, you know, for whatever reason, but now this is a possibility. Um, and I think like having it in a controlled setting where like you have practice that you have to go to, you have a team that you are accountable to, you have to, like you said, learn how to win and lose, and you have to learn discipline and strategy and all these things. Like better that than them just playing video games by themselves. And video games aren't what they used to be. Is another thing worth mentioning. The depth and complexity of a lot of the games is not something to turn your nose at. And I'm not gonna say they're the most complicated things out there, but there's a reason people can spend so many hours on it before mastering it because there's a lot there. So it's not just mind-numbing nonsense. I think a lot of the esports, like, I could be very wrong about this, but I, I feel if you are if you play esports <laughs> professionally, please correct me. That's a main, that's a large part of our audience. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that a lot of those guys keep themselves in pretty good shape because, like, for the mental faculties to be as fast as possible, they ha- they have to be in pretty good physical condition right like the the guys who are like sitting on their couch playing these games all day in the basement eating potato chips and pizza and all that stuff they're they're not necessarily the ones that are getting that are going to be as good as someone who is keeping themselves in good physical condition two thoughts on that one there was uh an article that came out recently about how many calories chess players burn even though they're just sitting at a table, but the amount that their body is going through under the time pressure and the other pressures and the strategy and the thinking, they actually end up burning a lot of calories. So I'm curious if there's something similar there, just the competitive spirit Probably of it. Probably at, at, at a high level, right? Um, and these guys, I mean, again, I'm not a huge, I'm not very into esports, but it is a high level. You could make the argument that an amateur playing in a against professional e-gamers would get slaughtered way faster than an amateur playing against professional athletes. You take a group of people who played basketball in high school and put them up against a really good basketball team, they're going to lose really really bad. I mean, it's almost incomparable because you put they'll lose to the to a professional basketball team 100 to 0 like ish, right? And they're also going to do the same thing in that but like I almost feel like the discrepancy between a professional gamer and a amateur gamer is even way, way higher. I mean, I play some video games sometimes, but like when you, when you go up against somebody who is out of your class, like it's, you're almost not not even even playing the game. Yeah. They might as well be playing somebody who's like, who's not even there. I'm going to keep things moving to my second, to my second point. There's a new professional esports league called the overwatch league. Overwatch is one of the, more popular games these days and it's a first person shooter team-based six on six objective based game blizzard is the company that makes it and they have established a league where there are 
requirements for the teams, such as, you know, a $50,000 minimum salary. They have to have housing. They have to have health. They have, they have to provide certain things. So like you said, having a structured environment where there are these things in place, where there's someone, there is a nutritionist for the team, right? It is their job to make sure that you're adequately preparing. They have team organized. So there's playing sessions, strategy sessions, and then exercising sessions because you have to maintain that as well. So having that structure is beneficial. I think we have a tangible example of it. Yeah. Probably the last thing that I would say, because I, I, no way am I condoning, like like I said, the bad people, the bad sides of video games. There are tons and tons and tons of bad sides of video games. And I think the solution to it, right, because we're never going to live in a world without them again. Like if you think that that's a possibility, you're living under a rock, right? It's here. I think the solution to the video game problem is not no video games because that's not realistic, but structured video games. So it's almost like it's a necessity Be in order to curve the problem of video games. You need to steer into the structure of it and what's good in them because like I, you know, I went to the Catholic youth ministers conference or convention. I don't know what it is uh, in Arizona life team puts on and they brought in the speaker. I forget, honestly, I forget his name, which is really unfortunate, but uh, Ninja, right? He's, he is the the famous Fortnite streamer. He is essentially the most famous person in the world right now. Uh, you can make the argument. He's in the top 10 for sure of like people who actually listen to him. And like, it's like amount of people who hear his voice every day or something like that is like, he's might be the most popular person in the world. But anyway, his brother, they're both Catholic. Um, his brother is very into the faith and does streaming uh, for like and it's like like a religious channel he doesn't really talk about god but he makes sure that the people who follow him is a very positive atmosphere he builds a community and things like that and he came in and he painted a realistic picture for us right he said like we can continue to live in ignorance of this or you can come to realize that the fact that there essentially is no greater demographic besides boys and girls than gamers right the amount of people the amount of people who play video games on a regular basis is more than there are christians in the world that's a reality that we have to deal with and like figure out how to best minister to these people. And, you know, if you are working in ministry, maybe you are, maybe you aren't like, don't be ignorant of this because, you know, working at an all guy school, like I, uh, I appreciate Alec watches the overwatch league. I not the biggest fan, but I always let him talk to me about it. And I stay up to date on it because like, I have to be able to talk to kids about this. Right. I have to be able to talk to them about these things because they insatiate, they saturate their lives with it. It's also nice for me to Cody's point before about sharing. Our team is purple, which is Eddie's favorite color, and it's named after his favorite movie. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> to Cody's point from earlier. Yeah. So, and this isn't like a new thought, and it's put in platitudes, you know, prepare the child for the path, not the path for the child. And it's equipping someone to deal with something instead of trying to make it easy. So, and I know parents who they don't let their kid have any internet at home, no phone, no technology, but then they go with their friends and they're seeing porn and violence and all these things that they're young and they don't know. So instead of pretending like it doesn't exist, you want to learn how to properly deal with it. I think this is a similar thing. I'm not a parent. I'm not trying to tell people how to parent, but I have seen what kids who have no preparation can get themselves into and it's ugly any thoughts cody nothing nothing on esports themselves i guess and, and nothing more than just like the dangers of the video games because it, it is a dangerous thing right i mean 
because on the one i mean and none of the games that are played competitively you'd really fall into this but i think the danger is more just like single player games kind of getting lost in that world and entering yourself into a reality that isn't reality and so like so disengaging with what is actually reality and then sometimes even wanting that fake reality more than the reality that you're given right is is a very dangerous thing i think and something that i mean as a kid i loved video games and i was an only child so i played a lot of single player video games and it's hard to it was hard and even with games my favorite video game of all time is a game legend of zelda breath of the wild it is so good the artwork is beautiful the gameplay is phenomenal it's a really good story in my opinion not everyone thinks that but it's dangerous for me you know if, if i go home and i have access to it i mean there are nights that i will walk away like we'll walk away from it like begrudgingly at like 3 30 in the morning and all of a sudden it's like i'm ruining the rest of my life for this fake life that you know i you're like pretending to live at night so i i guess that's that's the only thing that I would speak to is just how dangerous they can be. But again, if we lean into the parts of them that are positive, like a teamwork aspect of it, you don't have to play that game, right? Or you don't have to play it alone. Yeah, I, I think what you're saying is almost agreeing, right? Where you're saying there is a huge danger with it, right? So you have to structure it. And if you don't structure it, it'll destroy. it can potentially destroy a kid, right? So anyway... Uh, if you don't know anything about e-gaming, if you don't know anything about video games in general, and you are trying to connect with kids, learn. You got to learn. You don't want, like you. They will lose your respect pretty quickly if you try to talk to them and you don't at least show somewhat of an interest in what they're interested in. So it's a reality. We gotta we gotta do it. So so in summation, Frozen Two bad. Frozen Two bad. Drinking games. Drinking okay. Meh. Esports learn. Yeah. And those are the sinner's tiny takes. God bless you. <laughs>